This is the Marketing Umbrella Podcast, where it's all about getting the information you need from successful leading marketers to build and grow your digital marketing agency. Brought to you by Itumar Shafir, founder and CEO of Umbrella, the technology platform and brand that is powering thousands of marketing agencies around the country. Find him at UmbrellaUS.com. Now, here's your host, Kevin Pruitt. Welcome to the Marketing Umbrella Podcast, where we talk with successful marketing experts about ways to build and grow a digital marketing agency. My guest today spent the last 20 years honing her natural creative talents as a marketer while building and growing dozens of successful startups, including her own digital marketing agency, an e-commerce software company she sold for nearly $10 million in 2019. She started in sales for a digital marketing and advertising company in 1999 was recruited into technology consulting in 2006, then moved further into the strategic side of marketing, just as her technology background distinctively positioned her for the digital age. Currently, she helps other entrepreneurs and small businesses build internal digital marketing teams and develop marketing plans as a hybrid coach consultant. Most clients learn to think both creatively and strategically about how to grow and organize marketing efforts for maximum profitability, I am excited to introduce you to my friend, Laura Belgrino. Laura, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. I give you way too long of a bio. (laughs) That was way too long. You know what? It it just probably because I read slow, but I think it just lays a great foundation for our discussion today. And really, our target market, they want to hear this. They want to know exactly who is speaking to them. And this, this is exactly what we want to know, but tell us a little bit about what you're doing right now. Yeah. So I, this whole hybrid kind of coach slash consultant piece of the pie that goes with uh, marketing. So when I work with customers, they always tell me that what you do is so much more than marketing but it's not quite right. So I'm really a business analyst, a marketing analyst and a business business kind of growth person, right? Like your sidekick or your helper or your interim leader for your team, or maybe you don't have a team and you want to build a team. Um, So even though it's still, so I'm focused on marketing, it really is so much more than that. It's on the business side, it's operational. Marketing kind of touches all of the different aspects of your company today. And really, if it's not doing it, if it's not hitting um, technology, if it's not hitting operations, if it's not hitting finance, if it's not hitting customer service, if it's not hitting all of those you know, sales and all those things, then you're definitely missing a huge opportunity. And uh, those companies that do have those that marketing kind of leadership in all those areas with uh, really solid integration are the ones that will win. They'll they're pulling ahead. The other ones are falling behind. And so, I mean, your background is was I mean, you started your own agency. So, I mean, it's the that that, that was a few years ago, but you've been through this space that, that a lot of our listeners are are currently, you know, operating in. So, how did that lead you to Web Scout, and how did that prepare you to to provide the services that Web Scout provides? So, my digital agency, it so I've kept the same name. It was initially called Web Scout when it was really just 
digital marketing, um, mostly focused on search engine marketing, website marketing, and social media marketing yeah. at the time. Um, and this was like 2010, I believe. So when I started the e-commerce software company in 2012, really it was 2013 that I kind of had to leave the agency to focus on the software company and make that grow and turn it into something. So the agency kind of, I grew it to this point, trained and, you know, all of the people to take over my, what I was doing, three people to take over what I was doing. And it just stayed flat for the whole time I wasn't in it. <laughs> so I had referrals come in and hear projects here and there that my team took care of pretty well, but it wasn't the way that I would have run it. Um, so after that is when I really transitioned out of the whole campaign, doing, right, executing, doing project management, all of that into just the pure consultancy side where I'm doing the strategic planning, um, the creative ideas for what to do, right? The prioritization of it, helping someone to hire a team, but not managing the team <laughs> and just doing like the measurement and back end of, okay, what's next? Like the thinking, taking the thinking out of marketing well, or the thinking off of the CEO or the business owner who doesn't have a marketing leader on their staff, right? Taking that thinking out of it for them and just giving them, here's how to execute, go do. <laughs> and that's, I mean, are these primarily like smaller eight or smaller companies that you're dealing with that, that where you have people that are wearing multiple hats and you're trying to say, okay, how do we kind of coordinate this into, into, it's not like, you know, offloading or offshore, you know, marketing for a company. It's, it's, you know, it's more like, how do we integrate that in their current processes and make them better? Sometimes. So the majority of companies that I work with are small businesses. Sometimes they're startups, right? Startups are a heart. They're, they're a part of my heart. So are small businesses. Yeah, but there's no money in startups. I've, I've learned uh, <laughs> that for 250. Well, they need to be self-funded. They need yeah. to be self-funded. So many startups I work with do have investors or investment. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I even take on that role as an equity owner and I become like their interim marketing sales or marketing leadership to help them get started and off the ground and build their own team. And that team could be remote, like offshore, right. um, which it has been in the past. And I have done that. I've done that two, three cycles now. Um, but it is a different beast than working with a real team in-house. Well, relatively remote now, <laughs> but in the United States. Right. Uh, people. So right. I don't know if I answered the question. No, I absolutely. And I, I'm trying to trying to wrap my head around a little bit the like the integration of Web Scout into a company. So, um, I mean, obviously you can't clone yourself. So, I mean, if you're working with multiple partners, do you do you work with contractors? Do you work with agencies? Do you work with? I mean, what's the what's the coordination look like for yeah. Web Scout? And I, I'll go ahead and answer that one because I've got another question that would probably. <laughs> Yes, lead so, you off the trail in on that one. So, as of today, I 
my company, Web Scout, is does not have any W-2 employees. It is just me, and I am purely doing the consulting and coaching side. So any implementation really even if I've brought them on, I've hired them, I've trained them, the you know dollars are going directly from the client to the resource. So I am not taking a cut of that or um, they don't get absorbed under Web Scout as doing, right? I am still the consultant. So I still stay very... Uh, third party, sure. yeah, <laughs> third that makes party sense. big picture view, and really almost as an auditor, like, here's how you can get better. Here's how, you know, here's how, well, here's what you have to do next. Um, so I don't really take any of those ongoing campaigns anymore. I work with people almost like a do you know like what a life coach is? Mm-hmm, and a, sure. Yeah, yeah, like a business coach. So I'm like a business coach, but fully blown on the growth side. So marketing sales, those are my, you know, areas. Of course, it touches every other area. Um, I don't do anything legal. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. No legal, no finance legal that I that I enjoy. Um, but Marketing does touch all those aspects. I mean, so, that's what they say. Sales is everything. You know, they, it's kind of the whole whole idea behind that. So it's it's less of a, the idea of maybe a fractional CMO. And it's more like a, you know, you're you're coming alongside and kind of walking through the process. But how how would that or or does it integrate at all or or, you know, how can you kind of be absorbed into the the digital marketing space or the marketing agency space? How would, how would a marketing agency utilize the resources of WebScout? Could it be a white label service? Could it be a white label agreement type thing? Or how would, how does that fit together? Yeah. So that's actually a really good question because I do work with, um, strangely, I didn't know this would happen, but advertising agencies are clients of mine. And usually when they come to me, they have, struggled with hiring, right? They, because they might not have that specific skill set. on, you know, if they need to be doing social ads and paid ads and search ads, you know, if they need to be doing this or that, how do I hire them? So like right there with getting the team, the right resources who have the right skill set, that's very hard if you've never done it. If you haven't managed it, if you haven't measured it, you, you don't know what questions to ask and everything sounds great, right? <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah. I mean, whatever they say just sounds amazing to you and you have no idea how to vet them. So so agencies I've built, I've done two within the last few years, uh, one where we built a team from three junior people into a team of nine, a full-blown digital marketing team, including website development, which they had been outsourcing even as a 55-person agency for the whole time. (laughs) So now they've got that in-house, they've got control, they've got speed, and they've got better dollars, right? Better return, better profitability. Um, And this this was like a four-month project 
project. So, but this was like full time for me, four, four months, went in, hired the people, and then had to build the processes, the integrating into all the other departments, um, communications, really working with all, right. all the leaders on the leadership team to really train them as well as the team. Um, and so getting everything working together uh, was probably the most fun, but also the hardest part of it. And then another small, uh, a small agency kind of just starting out, they didn't, um, they also didn't know how to hire very well. And they didn't know, they couldn't tell what their current resources could, were doing well or not doing well. So we did kind of a, you know, a SWAT on all of their people mm -hmm. and found the gaps. Here's who you need. Here's, you know, do you need this person part-time? Do you need this person full-time? Well, you know, so the specs around what kind of person we need, how much to pay them, blah, 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 get them on. <laughs> and then they had no processes either in place for, because it was a brand new company. So they had only been around like nine months or so. They had 12 people on the technical side of things, but nobody on uh, in the marketing non-technical, I guess like copywriting and um, copywriting, social, uh, some of those and design, all those. Um, so we had to put processes in place, you know, even sales, marketing, handoff, marketing, um, execution handoff and all those kind of things, how to do this uh, one, two, three without risk, right? Or very little risk, minimizing risk, minimizing costs, all those things. I've been babbling, go on. <laughs> no, I. It's, it's interesting just the different use cases. I mean, that you can, you can kind of identified even as you're, as you're answering questions. I mean, things are coming to mind that, you know, you've thought about that. You say, why well, I hadn't thought about that one in a while. And, you know, that was a client that we worked with, but is, is it that it's more than just hiring, you know, people. So what are some other ways that, that you've helped, you know, agencies or small businesses kind of in the marketing space that just say, Okay, here's some of the processes you've got to think through. And um, it was really interesting how you use the, the SWOT analysis. I mean, we always hear it on SWOT analysis on the, on the business, you know, but you actually were thinking about, are you using it on the, on the, the personnel that you've got and the, the applicants for the job type thing? So that was, a, I, that was an interesting way to, to use that kind of bi-directionally. But so what are some other, other use cases that you, you've known or you've seen outside of just helping people hire well? Yeah, so for agencies specifically, and this was, um, this is, I see this all the time. So their clients are struggling to integrate, so digital marketing into their own companies, right? right? And they hire this agency and the agency is almost faking it. Mm. <laughs> They have things integrated. They really don't either. So that has been a really interesting um, phenomenon. It's very hard to do, but that's something that I've been able to do really well. And I'm really proud of that fact and that um, piece of the pie because there's tools, but the tools aren't, don't matter if the people and process 
don't come first, right? So there's what tools a great to help point. with yeah. but it's the process of integration right. and working together and knowing what this hand is doing at what time. And if you're not effectively doing, you know, if you're doing paid ads, if they're not supporting social, if if they're not supporting the content you put out, if it all doesn't fit together, supporting each other simultaneously, knowing what one is one is doing at any given time and supporting it with their aspect of marketing, then you're inefficient. It's yeah. you're missing, you're missing out. So a lot of agencies have just don't have that put together. And a lot of, um, I've learned a lot of consultancy. So I also work with like traditional consultancies who do business management, mm -hmm. um, operational production, manufacturing, you know, all the traditional kind of uh, business analyst stuff. Um, they are finding that marketing is a critical component of everything else that happens. And so many of those traditional consultancies are incorporating or trying to incorporate their own marketing agency within the consultancy. And so I've helped with a few of those too. And boy, that's a that's a fun one. <laughs> Cause it's it's a very big ship to move right? Um, a lot of moving parts, a lot of this is the way we've done this. And this is how this works. And, you know, a little, uh, a little pushback and, <laughs> but they know they need it. They know it's critical because each client they talk to, it comes up and it's, it's and they just don't know how to get there. From now on. They just yeah. don't know how to get there. I, it's and it doesn't really matter about the size of the company. I mean, you know, you talked about the the whole idea of you know trying to like you know a said a marketing agency is going in and trying to provide a service for a company that doesn't have their their stuff together. You know, and you're saying, well, sometimes the agency doesn't even have their stuff together. But what is so? Let's go down another layer. Let's say that they're they're trying to white label, you know, services behind them. I mean, how do you how does an agency not, I mean, look bigger than it is, but yet still deliver, I guess. Does that, and that seems like such a balance, you know, that, or it's such a difficult balance that you don't want to seem like a one person shop, you know, working in your back bedroom. I mean, you, you want to seem like, you know, we have it together, but yet it may just be, you know, maybe small to start out and they're, they're called upon to provide services in, in many different channels. How do they, how do you operate bigger than you are? That's a really, that's an interesting concept <laughs> and a good question. <laughs> Almost impossible to pull so off. I think the, I think the question that I would ask myself is almost, would I want to, do I want to appear bigger than I am? Is that required for me to work with this company or that company? Let's say, you know, I really am just a one person shop and I sometimes, you know, take on I outsource or I white label some, right. some of, let's say I white label the paid per click, pay per click stuff. Mm -hmm. And I really don't know how to do that because it's not in my everyday. 
So I'm just trusting that this white label company is doing this well for me. And I'm kind of passing on the report mm -hmm. to my client, maybe giving them a little 50% or like, I sort of know what this is. It looks good to me. Move on. Or, <laughs> you know, you can't really ask, answer any questions or you go back to the white label and, or you have them, you know, on your call or however that might work. I don't know that you want to look bigger. I that's like my biggest kind of I don't know. So I have this authenticity like issue, right? A right. problem. No, that's <laughs> that not really what I was headed toward. I it was more like yeah. like how do you deliver a a breadth of services that companies might need without, you know, so I've got to go out and find five Laura's because this Laura only can do SEO or this Laura can only do my website or this Laura can only do my whatever it is. I mean, how do you, how do you, I guess, broaden your offerings in a credible way? You know, not, I'm not trying to say, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to rent that, that I hate to use the Ty Lopez, you know, thing where I'm renting you know, a Lamborghini to make it look like I'm making millions type thing. But the, the whole idea of how do you, I guess, broaden your breadth, you know, and, and offerings. A little bit at a time is probably how I would start mm -hmm. and partnering like your first, your first thing to do, you know, your first add on, don't take on too much at one time because you're going to drown and you won't be able to, you won't be proud of what you've yeah. done. For it could time. affect your, your reputation as well if you yeah. can't deliver. So a little bit at a time. So testing, right? I would partner with someone who you have already vetted, you know, does good work, partner with them, see what they do, learn from them, learn a lot from them, yeah. and then either try to hire as a, what you've learned, try to hire that type of resource as a part-time resource or try to build those kind of wholesale relationships or referral fee relationships where you actually do work together as one company. Right. Um, I have done that in the past when I first started out, I definitely did that because I wasn't, I wasn't doing website design and I wasn't doing website development. So I wanted both of those people <laughs> to be able to provide that. And so that's exactly what I do. It's another small company that I trusted. They did good work. We worked together. They kind of worked under me at the time. Um, but little, just little bits at a time is how I would do it. And learn everything you can. Ask all of the questions. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, ask about the risks. They, you know, ask about, make them think for you, right? And learn from all of their thinking and do that for yourself the next time. But one thing at a time and, yeah. and be transparent with your clients about, you know, what, how you're doing it initially. Mm -hmm. Cause you'll, some of them don't mind, you know, they're not like we want you, some of them definitely want you to have been, you know, done this 10 times over and been successful and here's the results. But some of them are willing to learn with you you know, for a price cut, right? <laughs> you could do something like that. Um, if you wanted to say, hey, I'm trying out this part-time resource. I don't know how they're going to do yet, but let's, are you willing to try it with me? Here's why I think it's a good idea. Here's what the risks are. And just lay it out. I've done that before. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's a great idea to 
kind of yeah. test case, you know, the whole idea of like building on success, you know, like small wins and, and really, because I think there, there's a quality control issue too, that, that, that comes into play with that. Like, you know, can we deliver what we promised, you know, in the services and, and even how do you keep an, you know, keep track of your metrics, you know, and keep track of your deliverables on, on something like that. If you don't know what, even what they're doing, you don't know if it's even successful. So I you love that. You said, to... I got to go back to the SEO people because I have no art, the pay-per-click people. I have no idea what, <laughs> what this report means. So, yeah. 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 I, I like, I mean, just learn from everyone. Everyone is an opportunity to learn. Every new client is an opportunity to learn something new. And some of them, um, you know, are willing to test something that's never been done before. That's definitely the the greatest, like, and more most exciting piece of the pie for me is when I do get, like, I just call them R&D projects, mm -hmm. where I do give them a discount what they wouldn't normally pay for this because I want to learn it. <laughs> or I'm curious about it just for my own R&D. And for the, like, the nature of digital marketing has new things that have never been done before. So, Every day. Um, I mean, what a, what a, a quantumly changing, you know, environment that, that agencies have to deal with. And just, I mean, as the web changes, as we get into web three, and it's just amazing that the things you would have to keep up with and be, you know, you can't, you'd never be an expert in everything. So no. you have to utilize, you know, extended resources and, and, and certainly learn. I love that, you know, it's almost like treating every project as an R&D project. You know, the, I mean, when life itself is, is every, everything in life is an R and D project. And, you know, as a lifetime learner, um, you, I, I saw something on your website that just kind of blew me away. You, you said that we have a goal at web scout of giving away 90% of our services for free. Yeah. I, I wrote after that, why and how. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'm nowhere near that. Just so you know, like no. <laughs> you said we have a that. goal. That's right. <laughs> it's it's one of those like visionary aspirational yeah. that I do believe is possible. I absolutely believe it's possible. Uh, when you produce, when I get to the point where I can have other people doing putting in place the processes that I've already put in place for people that have already, when this gets done kind of in a, it can, I mean, truly it could be a franchise kind of situation, mm -hmm. but that is the only way that I will be able to scale what I do today is by training other people and giving them all the tools that they need, all of the backup that they need um, when there's a, you know, a sticky issue, you know, I need to be available or the information from me needs to be available right. like that in an easy way to, to disseminate. Right. So that is the only way I will be able to do it. And I am nowhere near that. So I apologize, but I do think that just like, so this, this world that we live in right now, right? Um, I think information should be free. I don't think people should pay for information. 
um, unless, right, it goes along with some, you know, 20 years experience or whatever, you know, if they're paying for, I do think new ideas should be paid for. I do think planning and strategic thought should be right paid for but just information that's already out there i don't i don't want people to pay for that yeah the democratization <laughs> so, of information but yet value there's there's value in innovation there's value in in you know know-how and effort and and that type of thing i it's you, you did yeah no need to apologize I mean, you listed that as a goal I, I thought i mean i was impressed with the just the aspiration you know of that goal and and i was curious about you know like what was the thought process behind that but i mean it did lead me to another question i mean how you know what's your plan for for you know the the brain dump you know that has got to happen out of out of laura's head into you know these other people and i know that you know they're there are kind of entry points on the site for you that of you know new, new consultants or new coaches or whoever that are coming in to kind of work in this process. So, what's the what's the plan to multiply yourself? Yes, so it, it really is a franchise solution, uh, almost or a licensing kind of mm-hmm. solution, and. Unfortunately, like I'll still have to be involved, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Because I, I see it as a three to five year kind of build for mm-hmm. me. Uh, but it has to be by invitation only mm-hmm. from someone who has already worked with you, who already knows, you know, they kind of have to have a certain level. It's getting better as far as people like me, how many there are out there, how many it's getting better because this whole new generation has grown up with this technology and they're, they're studying it. They're doing it. They're testing it. They've been in it for their whole life. So there are more people with this kind of background who just want to be strategic. They want to be, um, kind of help other right businesses Mm -hmm. and and they want to kind of be on the coaching side or consulting side. I think there's plenty of people who want that. Um, It's finding the ones who can really do it and then supporting them. And the support for them is going to be a big, right? A big library of information and easily digestible content um so they've got to be a lifetime learner yeah they they really have to so yes they absolutely have to be but they also have to have some experience some real experience because someone who calls himself a consultant needs to understand what the risks are right when you're going to do something what's the best thing to do for me now what am i prioritizing right now what are the risks if i do it if i don't do it if i try this way if i try this way so that has to be known. <laughs> and that really just comes with experience. So a lot of that, um, a lot of that will have to be dug into in a very organized way, which I have not put together yet. I have all these spreadsheets with, oh, it's just a mess. But uh, <laughs> I mean, other people wouldn't say it's a mess. It's a mess to me because it's not automated yet. Right. So it's all in spreadsheets to go find. It's all there. Um, I'm like relentless about documentation. I really am because I know 
I know I can use that later. Uh, but when it gets automated, I'll be pretty happy. <laughs> so the analogy that came to mind as you were kind of describing this, I asked you, what's your, what's the plan, you know, to multiply yourself? I, I was thinking about the Smithsonian, you know, at any given time, there's only about what, 5% of the Smithsonian that's on display. You know, there's 90, it's like the iceberg analogy. There's 95% of it that's back behind doors that you don't see. And they just kind of rotate stuff in and out. And the whole idea of, you know, Laura, Laura Smithsonian, database you know you, you only there's only about five percent that's actually out and available right now so i've got to figure out how to get the the rest of the warehouse you know accessible to uh, to those that need to see it but um, i yeah i just i appreciate you unpacking that and and just you know kind of touching touching the like what's the next iteration what's the next next stage but i i do want to shift right now this is this is a great part of the of our of our chat is that is a, a rapid fire question and answer and you're going to think some of these are just like one of these disparate questions that he's asking but there's a method to the madness and but it's it any it's just it's a it's a fun part of the part of the chat but um i'm just going to ask you i just want you to answer just the first thing just rapid rapid responses here so uh did you get along with your parents growing up dad yes mom no and so do you have siblings? Yes, lots. Like there's, there were 12, there were 12 uh, children. Wow. Wow. Interesting. Do you have a pet currently? I have two Bengal cats named Bodie and Utah right now. Children? I have one daughter who will be 31 in September and one grandson who just turned three. What time of day do you wake up? I'm about 6.30 right now. About 6.30. What time do you go to bed? I go to bed at 10. <laughs> so get, get a good night's rest. I do. I have to. Yes. Um, ideal vacation spot, money not being an issue. Well, I haven't been yet, but I'm curious about Bora Bora. Bora Bora. Why Bora Bora? Is it the name that just sounds cool? Uh, <laughs> it's in the middle of the ocean and and, you know, nobody's around <laughs> it's just water sunshine sand and you know life under the sea yeah you got a bungalow with a glass glass floor in it that you can see the water um how does faith play a role in business faith oh that's not a one-word answer <laughs> <laughs> but no personally that's not just in general i'm talking about yeah, yeah personally how, how does faith affect your business life? So I have chosen to, the way that I work is as if I were doing this work for God himself. So that is how I want, that's how good I want it to be. That's how much I want to put into it. I want, and how much value I want them to get out of it. I think there's a Bible verse that says something like that. So. There is. I just, it's like, if I can't remember, it's Ephesians five, six, something like that. So work as if you were working for God directly. This is a, this is a, an interesting question too. I'm, I'm really anxious to hear your answer. So if there was one thing you could change about the current business climate, what would it be? Confidence. Confidence in yourself or people you would want people to have more confidence 
confidence in the future economy. Oh, I, I see what you mean. Okay. Like more like Economic a trust. Health. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I love that. I, yeah, I, I, uh, I love those questions and cause they, they do seem disparate, but there's a, there's a, like a pattern that, that it's, it's interesting how there are, there are themes, you know, of people that are entrepreneurial in, in nature and that, that really have business acumen. And it, it's interesting to hear their thoughts, but as we're closing today, what is there, is there anything that I haven't touched on that, that you would just like to close us out with knowing, knowing who we want to speak to. And so what would be kind of a, a closing thought? And then let's just please tell people where the best place to connect with you. Oh, thank you for asking. So if you are building an agency and you are struggling, right, it really is hard to hire and find the right people. Don't be afraid. Like, I believe this whole freelance economy is, is, is the way we are moving mm. overall. So use your Upwork, use your Fiverr, Fiverr, you know, use those, use part-time resources, find your, you know, interns, use local interns, get them all working, right? <laughs> Make sure you're, you're reviewing everything, but you could have a full-blown part-time force, right? To be reckoned with if you did it well, mm. but I think it's very possible. Yeah. Yeah. What a, what a great way. What a great way. How can people connect with you, Laura? Oh, uh, best way is probably just LinkedIn. I am on LinkedIn. My, my full name is Laura Bell Greeno. So it's just linkedin.com slash in slash Laura Bell Greeno. <laughs> we will certainly put those in the show notes. And once again, I just want to thank you for just taking time this afternoon, just to chat with us and what a, what a great story and great way to, uh, to just kind of hear how you've kind of gone in the or been in the space of digital marketing and how you've kind of worked even in the periphery and, and in, on the consultant side and, and even life coach, the life coach of, of, you know, marketing agencies type thing. But, uh, thanks for just sharing your expertise with the marketing umbrella podcast, where we really do try to serve marketing agencies and allow them to just build and grow their business. Laura, thanks again and have a great day. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to another great episode of the Marketing Umbrella Podcast, where we provide the information you need from successful leading marketers to build and grow your digital marketing agency. To learn more, go to UmbrellaUS.com.